Folks, it's Steve Russell. I've been telling you for a long time now about my friends at Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries in Gainesville. Well, this month, a brand new milkshake, and you know how good their milkshakes are. It's the Unicorn Shake, an explosion of magical flavors. If you're in a hurry, you can also order ahead at DickMondell's.com for a quick pickup. And Dick Mondell's is hiring new team members looking for competitive pay and flexible hours. Contact jobs at DickMondell's.com. Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. Great burgers, great salads, and great shakes, too. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM. WRUF. Hello and welcome into a Monday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Alex is uh, producing today. A little later on in the show, Gator coach, uh, Gator baseball coach Kevin O'Sullivan uh, will join us after the baseball team comes back. Uh, tell you what, it, it's not easy. I mean, it, when you look at where Florida baseball was, you know, their, their, their best guy, their, their opening weekend starter goes out and they lose uh, with Barco. Uh, it wasn't looking good. And, and Florida came back resilient. Won two games, beat a good Arkansas team, uh, but now they have to go play a Vanderbilt team, which by Vanderbilt standards is struggling too. Skater softball, they've lost two tough ones to Alabama, and all of a sudden, ladies and gentlemen, they're 7-7 seven and seven in the SEC. I'm telling you, the league is a grind for everybody except Tennessee in baseball. Tennessee... I think it's won 23 straight games in baseball. That's ridiculous, including all of them in the SEC. That's got to come to an end. They're not going unbeaten, are they, in the SEC. They're not. Colin Castleton coming back. That is not a shock to me. The reason it is not is because, A, I think Todd Golden's been sort of asking him. He's already said that. But on any NBA draft list that I saw, Colin Castleton's name was not on it. So, I mean, you could you could be stubborn and just say, out of heck with it. I'm going to, you know, but, I mean, and could you play overseas and do well? Yes. But I think Castleton wants to play in the NBA if he can. And maybe one more year helps him. In that. And by the way, speaking of Tennessee, if you remember about, wasn't it about this time last year when with Mike White here, all those transfers were announced and everybody was up in arms about, oh, Mike White, okay, fine. How about Tennessee? Do you, do you think Tennessee had a pretty good year in basketball this year? Right? I think so. Competitive in the SEC, a good seed in the NCAA tournament. I think I'm right. I may be off by a number. They've had, I think, six players, it's five or six, go in the portal from a team that was really good. So my whole point of that is no one is exempt from that. Even good teams that have good seasons, Georgia, Georgia in football, 
just won a national championship. They just had two five-star offensive linemen enter the transfer portal. Why is that? Four words. Let's see. Yeah, people want to play. That's that's it. I mean, sometimes there's a philosophy, you know, what, but people want to play. And so they're willing to leave, just like Florida now also gets a, uh, a portal guy from Belmont, a guard. Get a, you know, who, Belmont. Okay. Will he pan out? You hope. But you hope the new coach knows what he's doing. So we have lots to talk about today. We'll take your phone calls, 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Let me just throw something out here uh, with baseball in the SEC, okay? The next best team behind Tennessee, they have a four-game lead on the field, right? Four games. Georgia's eight and four. Arkansas is eight and four. You want to talk about surprises in, in a positive way? We saw Alabama, and Florida took two out of three there. Alabama's seven and five in the SEC. Auburn is seven and five. The teams that were supposed to be good, Ole Miss was number one once. They're four and eight in the league, and the defending College World Series champion Mississippi State Bulldogs are four and eight in the East. There's only two teams above 500. Florida and Vandy are five and seven. Kentucky and South Carolina are four and eight, and Missouri is three and nine. And here's the good news: Florida plays Kentucky, Florida plays South Carolina, Florida plays Missouri. Based on look, could that change? It could, right? If someone says when you play somebody. Point is, though, they're playing, they have a series left against those teams. And in the SEC, there are combined 11 wins and 25 losses. So there's, there's, there's time to make hay for Gator baseball. Okay. And conversely, if you look at softball, it's amazing. Now, Alabama, by beating Florida a couple of times, certainly distances itself a little bit, but there's parity in softball too. That's just how it is. And, and once again, I think sometimes because of past success, fans just assume that, well, Florida's going to be dumb. Well, the other teams have coaches and players and money and facilities and recruiting. They do that too, you know? So I think it's, I mean, look, if you're a Gator fan, do you want your team to be the best? Of course you do, and you should. But from where I sit, the competition level is really good. So anyway. Uh, all right. Steven says, how big is getting a back a 6'11 guy who scores, blocks shots, rebounds, and shows leadership? Of course it is. Yeah, that's a big, you know, when you talk about teams who lose players in the transfer portal well florida basically gained a player that 
you know, some thought wouldn't even be back. That's a huge plus. BB says, good win for the baseball team. Was on the edge of his seat for the last four innings Saturday. Tiger might have lost, but he won considering what he was coming back from. Um, I, I get that. Look, from a physical standpoint, where Tiger Woods was to be able to go back and play, yes. I'm really surprised, though, that he's committed to playing in the open. He, he wasn't very good. But let's just, I mean, you don't often hear wasn't very good in Tiger Woods in the same sentence, but he was not. I mean, if I shoot 78, I'm going to go ring the church bell. But when he shoots 78, a couple of times, yeah. Um, but how about that, that bunker shot at the end that um, McElroy made? Wow. I, I'm, I'm watching that. I'm just going, that's not going to go away. That's like, oh, it's in. Yeah. Uh, all right. And then William says, I'm pretty surprised Colin's coming back. Let me say I'm ecstatic. He is, but at this point, what's he going to show that he's a guy who can shoot up NBA draft boards? Here's what he can do. Be, uh, William, if it's me, and look, there's two schools of thought here, right? An individual player can now go to these NBA camps, and the NBA tells him, we think you're going to be a second-round guy, a first-round guy, you're not going to get drafted. And that's great. I think that's a wonderful thing. But if scouts, if I'm going to scout Colin Castleton, okay, he's got to be able to shoot the basketball consistently from further away from the basket if he's going to play in the NBA. That's just how the NBA game is now, okay? These 6'11", 7-foot dudes shoot threes, okay? So he has got to demonstrate he can do that on a consistent basis, and so far he's not shown that. So to me, to your point, William, that's what I think he needs to work on. He said, but it just doesn't happen with fifth-year guys. He's a guy who makes some nice money overseas, but not a typical NBA big, not a guy who does much beyond the paint, and not an elite athlete. Again, great for us. Just don't see the risk-reward making sense for him to come back. I, I do. I mean, if you're having fun in college and you think I'd rather go to the NCAA tournament again, I'd rather, all right, I, I don't have a problem with that. He said hats off to the baseball team, pitching still suspect, needing a lot of runs, especially on well, Sunday, but he said Saturday. That's got to improve or we'll get embarrassed the next two weeks. I don't think so. I don't think Vanderbilt's going to embarrass anybody. They're having their own issues. But he says wins cover up flaws, but it's still a huge flaw. And uh, Daryl, anytime you can get two out of three in the SEC is great. Baseball surprised me this past weekend, hoping we could salvage one, but I'll take two. Yeah, so will they. I promise you, so will they. Twelve thirteen time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery. Call us up, talk some sports, email us, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now. Good afternoon, this is Joey Palace. Colin Castleton announced this morning that he is returning for his fifth year season. A big return for new head coach Todd Golden as Castleton was named second team All-SEC last year and is a key leader for the Gator squad. In other Gator news, the baseball team finds themselves back in the D1 baseball rankings poll. Coming off a 2-1 series victory over number 2 ranked Arkansas, the Gators have moved to number 23 in the rankings. 
The Gator softball team takes on the Alabama Crimson Tide tonight at home. Tune into WRUF for live coverage of the game starting at 6.45. That's your Gainesville Sports Center, and I'm Joey Palace. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Folks, I've been telling you a long time now about my friends at Southeast Car Agency in Gainesville, 310 Northeast 39th Avenue. If you haven't visited them before, I urge you to do so. Now, if you want a new car, well, this isn't the place to go because they don't have any. They don't have one new car on their lot. They specialize in providing you the best alternative you have to purchasing a new vehicle, the best in late model, low mileage vehicles. And they have had thousands of satisfied customers over 40 plus years of doing the very same thing I'm telling you about. And I've been a proud customer of theirs for a very, very long time. You can check them out online, secars.com, or you can go see them in person at Northeast 39th Avenue. When you do go see them in person, make sure and tell them Sports Scene sent you to the good people at Southeast Car Agency. With PatriotSoftware.com, accounting and payroll, keep your time and money. Mike Campbell here, serial entrepreneur with words from another happy payroll customer. My husband and I started a business together and I had no idea where to start when it came to payroll. And a friend of mine recommended Patriot and I have not looked back since. It was extremely user friendly. Um, I was actually able to understand it and run everything extremely well. And anytime I've had a question, they have been so quick to answer and help me. Um, I definitely recommend it to anyone who is looking for a payroll software that is easy to use, user-friendly, and really offers everything that you need when it comes to something that's beneficial for your business. Visit us at PatriotSoftware.com. Use promo code RADIO and get two months of payroll free. That's PatriotSoftware.com. PatriotSoftware.com. Accounting and payroll. Keep your time and money. From printing and faxing to mailboxing and notarizing, the UPS store has just the ing you need. With a wide range of products and small business services, the UPS store offers every ing for small businesses, all in one place. Spilled your milkshake? Quick, the quicker picker-upper. Bounty picks up spills quicker. And each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less than the leading ordinary brand. So you can get back to your milkshake. My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard, and their life is better than your Bounty, the quicker picker-upper. And now a message from Puffs Tissues. It's that time of year when spring's in full swing and explosions of life make allergies really zing. Each sniffle and swipe can be a moment of dread as ordinary tissues make noses angry and red. So keep puffs by your side to soften all your blows with air puffed magic. They'll cushion your nose. Especially during allergy season, a nose in need deserves puffs indeed. The Billy Napier era begins in three days. The The annual Orange and Blue Game. This Thursday night at 7.30 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM, WRUF. 
All right, let's hear from you. We have Kevin O'Sullivan coming on here a little bit later. Talk Gator baseball, getting ready for FSU tomorrow, and then Vanderbilt over the weekend. We'll talk to Earl first. Earl, hello. Hey, how you doing today? Okay. Good. I want to tell you about. I went to Brewer game, and I want to tell you I can't. I can't wait. I get down, and I'm feeling happy. I'm feeling excited about it. Well, that's good. And I want. I, I want to have fun. Hey, I want to Brewer game. We don't have fun. We gotta buy something there. Okay. Well, that's good too. Yeah, and we don't have your time. And um, uh, that, that 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 I want to say. I want to say. <laughs> Tell all the people I said, have fun at Bruce Owens game. All right. Thank you very much. We will indeed uh, hopefully have people have fun at the Orange and Blue game. No doubt about that. Uh, all right. We got some emails to read, but we'll take your calls. Uh, 392-8255. Bill says, uh, it's, isn't it funny how uh, time does things and how one series can change everything? Last week... People were complaining about baseball. Now they're saying what a nice series win it was, and all of a sudden, concern about Gator softball. Funny how that works, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it is. It is. Um, but look, I, I'm, I'm going to say this again. You, you've got a really good league here that is coming to play. SEC baseball, SEC softball are good. And, you know, Alabama is good. You know, Patrick Murphy's team, always been there. Now, you don't want to get swept. You don't want to get swept at home. It's the same thing, you know, had Florida taken one game against Arkansas in baseball, okay, you don't want to get swept. And Florida's been very competitive uh, but, yeah, I mean, did, if you'd have said to me, you know, beginning of the season, do you think Florida would be 7-7 seven and seven in the SEC in softball? My answer would have been no. And certainly, where Gator baseball is, my answer would have been no. But that's where they are. And that's kind of how it is. Uh, let's see here. Got to find – oh, uh, Bill – Says, uh, Steve, if you had to guess, this is actually, if you had to guess, does softball, does softball or baseball finish with a better SEC record? Wow. I don't have in front of me who softball has left. I did read to you who Florida has left in baseball because the Eastern Division, at least now, is not good. So I now I would say baseball, but trust me, that could change in a week. That's just how it is. Phil, uh, love that Castleton's coming back uh, to a previous email. I don't care about Castleton in the NBA. What I care about is my team. Castleton's a good player in college. He'll be good for the Gators. Glad to have him back. When he leaves, good luck in the NBA, but for now, glad to have him. And that's the way it probably should be, right? I mean, look, does anybody care 
what he's going to do in the NBA? No. You care now more about how he's going to do here and how that is going to help this team. And it is going to help this team. There is no question about it. Peter says, uh, see, what are you expecting in the orange and blue game? I mean, I get asked this every year. And my answer is the same. And I don't think people like it. Okay? It is the last practice in spring practice. Florida's had, it just had a scrimmage Saturday. Well, it's another scrimmage. It's just a scrimmage with, you know, a bigger audience and, you know, I think more game-like, if you want to use that word. I think if Billy Napier sat right here and I asked him, can you, can you learn anything from a spring game, I think his answer would be no. If you asked him, can I learn something from 15 spring practices, I think the answer is definitely yes. How many times have we seen in the spring game some dude go off and then he's going to win the Heisman? I mean, I mean, would you rather do well than poorly? Of course, like any scrimmage, right? If, if you're scrimmaging in front of your coaches, would you rather have a good scrimmage or a bad scrimmage? Of course you'd rather have a good scrimmage. But does it mean if you have, you know, if, if, if things look good in the spring game, is Florida going to win the national championship? No. And by the same token, if Florida has, you know, a so-so spring game, oh, no, we're not, Florida's not going to win five. You don't know that. So there's only one reason this game is being held on Thursday night. Recruiting, 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 recruiting. That's it. I'm not saying fans don't matter. I don't mean it that way. I'm just telling you that that's what this is for. Uh, all right. Let's see here. Shannon, I watched the Masters, but I just about fell asleep on Sunday. I love the Masters to be really competitive, and it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Not really. Not really. But do I agree with that statement? Yes, I do. If I'm watching the Masters, I want to see one of three things. I want to see a bunched-up field with a lot of guys having a chance to win. I want to see that. Two, or if you're not going to have that, give me two or three big names that I know that okay they're, they're they're or give me Cinderella give me give me some dude that maybe I golf with sometime I don't even know I did that I don't know and he's doing well okay that then that gives me but the way it was yesterday I, I mean there weren't a lot of big names and and the big names that were there were so far back it didn't really like I said when when uh, McElroy made the shot, that was probably the highlight of watching the, the final round because he it was a hell of a shot that he made. Um, but yeah, I, so I hope that answers your question, Shannon. Uh, let's see here, Mark. A lot of different, a lot of different things today. Uh, I know you don't talk NBA, but the NBA regular season is over. Uh, who who do you think stands the best? Oh God, 
first of all, let's let's do the play-in games first and see who finishes where. It's interesting. They're flashing something on ESPN right now. LeBron James has missed 84 games over his last four seasons when he missed 71 in the first 15. I don't care who you are. You can't last forever. That's number one. And number two, it already looks like, well, I think it's official now, Vogel's out as the Lakers coach. Is that, that's the thing about coaching that I've never understood. Only those players in the organization know. But if you don't have LeBron James and Anthony Davis for a long period of time, are you a bad coach? Are you a bad coach? I don't think so, right? And if you really didn't have a whole lot to say about the, about the roster because if, if the people who think they know know LeBron James is pulling all the strings, he's put that roster together, well, fire him then because it's not Vogel's fault. He doesn't have LeBron, doesn't have, you know, Anthony Davis, and, and Russell Westbrook was awful. So whose fault is that Frank Vogel's fault? Well, it's like in baseball. You can't fire 25 guys. You fire a manager. And how about this, speaking of baseball? Tampa Bay Rays are the only unbeaten team left in the American League. They were the only team to sweep. Over the, now, they played Baltimore, which you can understand. But that said... They were the only ones. And the Mets started out 3-1. and one. Pretty good for the Mets. 1227, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WAUF. The flagship of the Florida Gators, ESPN, 98.1 FM, at 850 AM, WRUF. Longer days, warmer weather. This is the time of the year you need to be enjoying life without joint pain. Hey, it's Steve Russell. Time to call QC Kinetics. They're helping people here and all over America get real, lasting pain relief. They use highly concentrated, cutting-edge, natural biologic treatments that can restore and repair damaged joint tissue, getting to the root of the pain. It's life-changing. You can get back to moving like you used to, with no drugs, surgery, and downtime. If you have nagging pain in your knees, hips, shoulder, or back, and you're done with steroids and pain meds, call QC Kinetics. And if they're telling you surgery is your next option, don't do it. Call QC Kinetics for a free consultation and free second opinion. Learn more about these amazing natural biologic treatments. Enjoy this time of year doing what you love. Call the local medical professionals at QC Kinetics now. Now with offices in Ocala and the Villages, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Daughtry Tree Service has been voted Our Town Magazine's favorite local tree company for 2020, as well as the Newberry Business Hall of Fame for the third year in a row. Call us today for a free estimate. And remember, at Daughtry Tree Service, there's no tree too tall. We do them all. After Jesus was crucified on the cross for our sins, the Bible tells us they took his body and wrapped it in strips of cloth with spices according to Jewish custom. When their work was done, the stone was rolled into place, sealing the tomb. Some of the greatest blessings in life are the sounds that we hear. But inside the tomb, there was total silence. Have you ever experienced silence from God? Ever wonder if he hears us or even cares? Well, you can know this for sure. God always hears and cares. 
but sometimes he works powerfully in times of silence. The silent tomb became an empty tomb when Jesus rose from the grave. Easter is a great reminder that even when God is silent, he's always working. You can still trust him. This is Bryant Wright, hoping you'll find a place to worship the risen Lord this Easter. For devotions, visit rightfromtheheart.org. At Charmin, we heard you shouldn't talk about going to the bathroom in public, so we decided to sing about it. My sweet chick's feeling squeaky clean When Charmin's rolling behind the scenes Charmin TV gives me those cheeky clean feels That ultra-strong hype is all for reals This TV rolls got me a Charmin clean tookus Cheek to cheek feeling oh so shooketh Charmin ultra-strong just cleans better. Enjoy the go with Charmin. Weather Center. Here is your WRUF weather update. After a breezy, warm, and sunny afternoon, this evening is looking quite enjoyable as well. We'll start off with mostly clear skies. Temperatures cooling to the mid to upper 50s by tomorrow morning, so not as bad as it was this morning. Tomorrow afternoon turning even warmer. Highs should get to the mid-80s under sunny skies. That's the case on Wednesday. Then our chance for showers rises Thursday for the weekend. In the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Yeah, what's your biggest takeaway from the Masters? That Tiger Woods, a five-time Master champion, will never win another major again, in my opinion. I will bet on that, but I don't think I look at that as a failure. Him coming back was a success story within itself. Him making the cut and participating and finishing 42nd is success within itself. He, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. The WRUF Radio App. Your source for sports every second of every hour of every day. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gator soccer coach Tony Amato, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Welcome back to Sports Scene. Of course, the orange and blue game is going to be Thursday night. There's also going to be uh, a benefit. The Johnny Townsend Foundation uh, is having the Swamp Alumni Tailgate to benefit UF Health Shands Children Hospital. So let me bring in Johnny Townsend. He'll tell you more about this. Johnny, what's up, man? Thanks for doing this. Hey, what's going on? How are you? Thanks um, for having me on. Yep, doing well. Uh, I'll let you take this away because it's, it's your it's your gig here. So uh, let folks know <laughs> what's going on, how they can help. Yeah, so we have an awesome event planned around the U.S. Spring Game. Uh, April 14th from 3.30 to 7.30, uh, we are hosting a Spring Game tailgate to benefit pediatric oncology at UF Health Shands Children's Hospital. And we have an awesome private event space right on Gator Walk. Uh, we got several open bars, barbecue, uh, we got professional photographers to take photo shoots with Gator football gear. Uh, we have some amazing auction items. We got a DJ. We got the whole deal. So it's going to be a great event. And we're hosting all the former football players from University of Florida. So we'll have guys like Kyle Trask, uh, Coach Steve Spurrier, and his family will be there personally. And uh, it's going to be a great turnout. Johnny, how'd you get involved with this? Um, I got tied into a community service program when I was at the University of Florida. Uh, that you know kind of got us to Shands and and uh, did some meet and greets with some of the patients, and, and I developed some relationships with some. And, and when I left UF, you know, I feel like I didn't want to waste my platform, you know, being a professional athlete and, and wanted to do what I could do to give back. 
Um, obviously, there's a game to be played here, too. What are your thoughts on Billy Napier, what he's brought to the Gator football program? Oh, he's awesome. He's, he's got a great presence already around that university. Uh, me and my little brother, Tommy, uh, had the chance to go up there and tour the construction of the new facility a couple months ago and also meet Coach Napier. And, um, you know, we got the right guys at home, I think. You know, he's you know, really got control of the guys. He's demanding their respect, and he's trying to restore that, you know, Florida winning culture. So, you know, everybody's behind him, and I like him a lot as a person and a coach. You know, you mentioned about um, – I, I know that uh, Major Wright's going to be there, uh, James Bates, Kyle Trask. You mentioned Coach Spurrier. Um, you guys that have played here, what I like is – I mean, look, you, I'm sure the guys that you've played with are near or around you, you're close to. But look at the different era guys you're having at this thing. It's, it's pretty cool when, you know, Gator Nation gets together and does something like this, isn't it? It really is. Yeah, no, it is. It's, uh, you know, the alumni is one of the most important things that that university has, um, especially the football team and, you know, kind of maintaining that, like I said, that winning culture that we've always had. It's, it's great to have the former guys come around. Um, so, yeah, we got a huge list of former players coming, um, even some names like Chris Rainey, uh, you know, ones you haven't heard in a while. Um, guys like that will all be out there. All right, so one more time, uh, I'll have you go get, give us a plug, Johnny. When is it, all that stuff, and uh, let people get there. For sure, yeah. April fourteenth, three thirty to seven thirty, prior to the UF football spring game, uh, we got a private event space on the north lawn of Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Uh, we're hosting the spring game tailgate to benefit pediatric oncology at UF Health Shands Children's Hospital. Uh, if you want links to sign up and register and just get more information about the foundation, you can go to the Johnny Townsend Foundation on Instagram or the Johnny Townsend Foundation on Facebook, and all the info to the registration and the giving pages are are all there. And you got a bunch of auction items too, right? We got some amazing auction items. Yeah, we have five uh, premier Traeger grill packages. Uh, we got some dining packages from uh, Spurrier's Gridiron Grill. Um, we also have some really, really one of one exclusive items. Coach Steve Spurrier himself is donating a Heisman Trophy football signed by 16 Heisman winners, wow. including the three, one, three from the University of Florida. So, uh, me and his foundation are joint auctioning off that item together. So, that will be a great one to come out and bid on. That is. Johnny, that's really cool. Wish you a lot of luck with this event, man. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. All right, Johnny. Thank you. Johnny Townsend doing that uh, before the Orange and Blue game on Thursday. All right, we'll open phones, 392-8255. Email srussell at wruf.com. John is up. Hey, John. Hey, good afternoon, Steve. How are you doing today? Good. Hey, um, before I get to the uh, – you talking about my, the Rays, you know, the only undefeated team in America, but uh, – I, I felt I felt good for Tiger, not that he, he struggled on the weekend, but he, I think he accomplished what he wanted to do. And I kind of got a little teary-eyed when I saw him not let her walk, and he was kind of had that little limp, you know, walking up to the 18th green. I think that was just pretty cool. I, I knew it was a no-brainer that the, the crowd was going to give him a, you know, rousing, you know, applause when he got up there. But uh, overall, I'm kind of shocked that he's going to go do uh, – like you'd said, I think at the open because that's going to be a real treacherous course for him to try to walk. So I hope, hope for his sake that he, uh, you know, can heal a little, a little bit before he goes on to that. Well, I, I'm going to tell you, um, Tiger Woods surprised me a little bit, and and I think he surprised me in a good way. First of all, he is an extraordinarily unique athlete in that. He's kind of like Muhammad Ali. Yeah, he he has been scorned, reviled, 
And now all of a sudden he's, you know, the next best thing to God, right? And I understand that, but it's amazing what time can do sometimes for anybody, but especially for athletes. I did not think he would play in this tournament because he couldn't play to Tiger Woods' standards. You know, what we've been used to seeing Tiger Woods do. And the fact that he did that really surprised me. And I think he now thinks better of himself that, okay, I'm going to go out. Now, he said, I think it was on Tuesday, I think I can win. And only he knows if he really meant that. But it would have been, that would have been the win of wins to win after not playing for all that time against that field. But the fact that he was able to play and not compare it to what he used to be able to do amazed me. I was pretty surprised by that. Yeah, he was humbled. So I even, you know, listened to his interview at the after yesterday. He, you know, he was disappointed a little bit, but he, he had that smile. I, that was good for, for, for golf and good for him. Um, so, Switching to uh, you know Major League Baseball, three games in, you know, you know, seeing the Rays, you know, seeing the same old Orioles, you know, just, just I don't think they have enough to to even contend. I, I see they're they're on a path for another hundred hundred uh, loss season. So then uh, my Reds, you know, good to see them split with the Braves. Uh, that was, you know, let's see what they do when they go out to Dodger and play the Dodgers. But uh, I I think that they're they showed some good sign yesterday. Green, their their pitcher, you know, they brought up. I think he he first part of the game uh, the game yesterday. He went through the lineup pretty good. He looked pretty phenomenal. But then after that, the, the Braves were kind of, you know, figuring him out a little bit. But anyway, uh, good to see baseball on its track. And uh, I'll talk to you later, Steve. All right, thank you, John. Uh, Tony, welcome. Hey, Steve, what's up, buddy? Hi, uh, Steve. Um, real quick. Uh, you know, the baseball team, uh, great series win. Um, yeah, but everybody was right to be a little concerned uh, prior uh, to this. Of course. Series. They didn't lose six, six SEC games in, in a row. So uh, it's rightfully so. Um, but moving on, I'll call on Wednesday to talk about this crazy Tennessee stat that I got. You and Jeff going to do the uh, baseball show? Uh, I am not. He is. Oh, he is? Okay, mm-hmm. crazy Tennessee stat. On Saturday, they played their 30th game of the year. It was only the second time all season they had trailed after the third inning. Yeah, that is pretty nuts. That's crazy. Steve, real quick, I'm I'm a season ticket holder in football and in baseball, so I pay quite a bit in the booster fees and all that stuff. But now I also contribute to the Gator Collective, and I contribute quite much more than just the minimum, right? Okay. So my question is this. And I encourage everybody to go check out the Gator Collective because if you want the team to be successful, that is what has to be done. But my question is this, Steve. Now more than ever, do you think head coaches, and we're talking about football here, right, because that's the big one, right? Do you think football coaches now more than ever, it's incumbent about them to make the program more transparent? Because to the best of my knowledge, there were no spring practices that were open. Um, And now you're asking – when you pay booster contributions, yeah, that could go towards buildings, towards this, towards that. But when you're contributing to collectives, I mean, let's face it, Steve, let's call it what it is. You're asking the fans to pony up to pay the players. So should there be more transparency now? Do, should coaches feel that obligation to have 
more practices open, be more forthcoming with regards to injuries. Because, you know, fans love injuries. They love finding out, hey, what's the status of this guy? What's the status of that guy? And coaches are always secretive about that. So what do you think about that, Steve? Um, that, that's going to require more time than I have, but it's a great question. I look at it two ways, though, Tony. I'll give you the Reader's Digest version here, okay? The ultimate job of any coach is to win. It's not to please a fan. And fans don't want to hear that, but that's the truth, okay? Because fans will turn on a coach on a dime. So when I hear this stuff about, you know, that, that, that fans think coaches, fans will turn on a coach in 10 seconds. I've seen right. it gazillions of times sitting in this chair. I'm not, and I'm not saying that's not warranted, but you get where I'm going, right? So I understand the point of view that, and maybe when Billy Napier, I, I think when you're, especially when you're first coming here, you don't want distraction. You know, he is, he did have part of the practice over to the media, which was nice, okay? But in terms of, you know, the fan, let's be honest about this too. How much do you, back to a spring game or a spring practice, how much do you really glean from going out and watching? I mean, can you say this guy runs quickly or, boy, he runs a nice pass pattern or he, he covered? Yes, you, you can see those general things. But I think that the question you're asking, Tony, is a great one. I just don't think because of money or because of the collective that a coach is under more obligation to open up a practice to the public. Hmm. I think so. I well, think that eventually, okay. especially when especially when you have coaches that are out there, you know, asking fans to join a collective, asking fans to do this, you know, and now fans become like more of a stakeholder more than ever because now they're actually, like we've talked about it prior, paying for a payroll. You know, you are contributing to a payroll and uh, I think you Got to give then that person a little bit more than just, you know, if they have an injury, well, like how McElwain said, he's got a leg. Right. I don't think that's going to cut it no more, man. I don't All think right. that's going to cut it. That's All right. my guess on it. Yep. Tony, thank <laughs> you. And if you have a thought about that, I think it's a great question. Chime in. 1244, time check brought to you by Hayes Shillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Bill Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Donovan Kaiser. Gators forward Colin Castleton announced his return to the University of Florida this morning, coming back for Todd Golden's first season. During the 2021-2022 season, Castleton averaged 16.2 points, 9 rebounds, and 2.2 blocks per game. Going through a coaching change, Castleton provides veteran leadership to a team that desperately needs it. After dropping out of, the, out of D1 Baseball's top, 20 poll, top 25 poll last week, the Gators re-entered the poll at number 23. Florida went 3-1 last week, including wins over FAMU and a series win over Arkansas. The Gators take on Florida State and Vanderbilt this week. The Gators softball team takes on Alabama tonight, with live coverage beginning right here at 645. For your Gainesville Sports Center, I'm Donovan Kaiser. FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Dave Ray's Automotive, we get the buzz out of your car. 
Who can you trust with your automobile these days? Hey, it's Steve Russell. As you drive around town, you'll see a lot of auto repair shop chain stores. Every time you go in there, there's a new person behind the counter with the same old song and dance, presenting you with a long list of expensive repairs. If you're tired of that type of treatment, do what I and thousands of families have done since 1975. Trust Dave Mays Automotive. Dave Mays Automotive is family-owned and operated, and you can tell because they treat their customers like family. No long list of surprises. In fact, their famous bug checks designed to prevent surprises. They do it all. They'll take care of your entire vehicle. Dave Mays Automotive is located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind Sunny's on Waldo Road. Trust Dave Mays Automotive. They'll get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive. We get the bugs. All of them bugs. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. When Daphne and I got married, and I've had so many problems with my teeth over the years, she just guided me right in here, and, and uh, they are truly wonderful. There was absolutely no one else to go to but Exceptional Dentistry for him. No one else. Since I had had my teeth worked on in so many different places in the world and so many things done, I had about two-thirds of my teeth were bad. Plus, I had a couple plates, so he removed all my teeth and put in implants. So, brand new again. This is, this is more like having my teeth back again. It, life is pretty normal. They're the best. That's it. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. Radiant Credit Union has the financing you need for all your outdoor fun. Whether you're fishing the flats, exploring rivers and springs, skiing around the lake, or camping in the great outdoors, Radiant has you covered. Our online application makes applying quick and easy, and our great rates will help you stick to your budget. Get financed for your next boat, RV, jet ski, or ATV at radiantcu.org slash outdoors. Radiant Credit Union is federally insured by the NCUA. Love listening to Gator Sporting Events on ESPN 98.1 FM at 8.50 AM? Well, you can also hear Mick, Jeff, Steve, Kyle, Tom, and Sky wherever you are. With the WRUF radio app, catch every touchdown, layup, spike, goal, and home run all in the palm of your hand. Gator games on the radio, on the web, and with you no matter where you are with the WRUF radio app. From pylon to pylon, we are your home for all things football. Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Gator baseball coach Kevin O'Sullivan joins us at the bottom of the 1 o'clock hour. But now uh, it's my pleasure to bring in the head ball coach, Steve Spurrier. One of the things I I was going to ask Steve today, Steve, thanks for doing this. Um, For those who may not know this, the newly... Uh, reinvented USFL is going to begin play. And one of the teams in the league, the Tampa Bay Bandits, that's a team that Steve's very familiar with, 
Steve, that's what I wanted to ask you about. You go back in time, your memories of coaching with the Bandits. Tell us about it. Yeah, Steve, I tell you what, I was up at Duke University as an assistant coach, offensive coordinator, and uh, we had a couple of winning seasons up there, six and five, but we were fourth in the nation in offense. And Tom McEwen, a sports writer down there in Tampa, he told John Bassett, why don't you go interview that young guy, up at Duke? They're going up and down the field with the ball. And you can get him cheap and uh, maybe add some excitement <laughs> down here. So at first they wanted me to come down there as offensive coordinator. And I said, no. Nah. I said, I've already got that title here. I said, if I make a move, they're going to be calling me head ball coach after that. <laughs> so fortunately, uh, he hired me as a head coach. Uh, and we had the lowest paid coaching staff by far, the lowest paid players by far. And the owner, owners around the league were told, told Bassett, you're going to get your butt kicked royally. you got no players. you got a guy who's never been a coach before coming from Duke University. Well, John Reeves was our quarterback, and uh, John played fantastically. We had receivers. We had running back Gary Anderson, defense. Anyway, we opened up 4-0. And, uh, and, and, of course, the Bucks weren't doing very good back then. So we were the toast of the town there for a while. Our second year, we had our best team. Uh, we were 14-4, and four, and John Reeves threw for over 4,000 yards. We had two running backs that gained over 1,000. So that was one of the best offenses I think I'd ever coached. But anyway, uh, they, they gave me an opportunity to be a head coach, and fortunately I was able to hang on for about 31 years. So I feel <laughs> very blessed that that league came around. And it's sort of interesting. They started it, and they just – took over the names of that league. I don't think there's any connection with the former owners or anybody that was involved uh, about 30 years ago. So uh, anyway, uh, it's good to see it come. It's good for so many guys that love playing football, and there's just not enough room in the NFL for uh, all of them. So it'll give some a chance. But I tell you what, the NFL, they – uh, I thought the, our uh, Alliance of American Football in Orlando, they would sign four or five of our guys, but I think they signed like one one or two, and that was about it. So, But it's good for uh, these guys that love to play football and coaches that are out of work. gives those guys a chance to do it also. Uh, where did the term bandit ball come from? Well, to tell you the truth, the John Bassett had a dog named Bandit. He came up to interview me, and I took him by my house to meet the wife and kids, and I said, that's my dog, Bandit. We had a dog named Bandit also. He said, you're kidding. Wow. He said, did you name your dog before I got here? And <laughs> I said, no, he was Bandit long before you ever thought about calling the Tampa Bay uh, team the Bandits. But uh, And we had Burt Reynolds, you know, as one of our minority owners or whatever. And uh, so Smokey and the Bandit, of course, that movie was real hot uh, right before that. And, of course, Burt Reynolds was real hot, so... Uh, you know, you got to get into promotion. You got to do something to get the fans in the seats. We averaged over forty thousand that year, Steve. We, I think, the Buccaneers didn't average forty uh, back in eighty three, eighty four, and so forth. But uh, anyway, that, that's how the Bandits got there. Uh, the owner had a dog named Bandit, and then uh, Burt Reynolds was one of our uh, minority owners, or whatever. Um, when you were coaching there, I, I know the owner there didn't spend money like you know some of the other teams did, but. Um, did you think the league would stick when you – I mean, obviously when you first got there, but as, as time went on, did did you see the end coming of the USFL? 
Uh, boy, you don't you don't look that far ahead. Yeah, obviously none of those spring leagues have lasted. Yeah, but uh, yeah, what happened? Uh, they had sort of a spending policy, <clears throat> uh, but I guess you can't enforce it legally. It's uh, you know freedom to if I want to pay this guy a million bucks a year, uh, I can do it. Uh, I think we had a limit like you. I don't know exactly what it was. Seventy-five thousand for mo- all the no player could go over seventy-five thousand except two. You could have like two superstars, and of course Herschel Walker signed with the league. Steve Young, uh, uh, Jim Rich Kelly, White, yeah, yeah, Jim Kelly went with Houston. I mean, we had a bunch of superstars, so they could pay like two guys. Uh, but some of those wealthy owners, I mean, they didn't care how much they had to spend. They wanted to win the championship, so they started breaking that rule. And uh, and then uh, and then of course what happened? Trump uh, bought the New Jersey Generals, and it was his idea to try to merge uh, the league with the NFL. Uh, he, if he could merge, you know, two or three teams, he thought his would be one of them. Then he could have paid uh, about uh, I don't know fifteen twenty million for his, and then all of a sudden it'd be worth three hundred million. Uh, but that didn't work out, so the merger didn't work, and so we folded up, and that was the end of it after three years. Given what's happened, Steve, World Football League, XFL, your league, um, and now they're going to try the USFL again, and I guess the XFL is going to try next year. Do you think there is an audience for spring football that can be sustainable? Uh well, it can be sustainable. It just depends on how much they, they have to spend and so forth. Uh, but here's the thing I, I say, Steve, is uh, the XFL, I'm not sure how they did it, but they ought to they ought to go have individual ownership like the USFL did because there's plenty, plenty of wealthy dudes out there that don't, <laughs> don't give a damn about losing money if they can own a pro football team. You know, you can own a pro football team, and if you're the winner, you know, all your buddies are going to tell you how smart you are and pat you on the back and all that. So, to me, I, I think they ought to go find some guys, you know, in, in the towns around the country that are, you know, got too much money and let them be the owners and uh, and have some kind of salary cap. If they do that, I think they, they might can sustain uh, football in the summer. And the last thing, I don't know how many practices you've been to, but you know all the all the information about what Billy Napier has done coming here and you know getting things together here has been very positive. Is that the is that the vibe you're getting as well from that staff? Oh yeah, uh, Steve, and just reading the players' comments too, I, I really like that about how uh, you know the defense is a lot simpler than it used to be. Guys know what to do and they can play full speed. That's one thing. Uh, I know we all used to sit up here, and the defense had trouble lining up occasionally because of this, that, or the other. But uh, I think uh, yeah, discipline and attitude and accountability uh, somehow or another slipped away last year from the team. And uh, and I'm not blaming Dan Mullet. You know, assistant coaches—they're all in charge of their position. And uh, but in the final analysis, head coach is in charge of everything. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, pretty much what happened, as we all know. So I think uh, Billy Napier is going to put a team out there that we're all going to be proud of. I think they're going to hustle. They're going to tackle. They're going to be, play smart. Uh, I read in the paper we were 120th in the nation in penalties last year. I didn't realize we were quite that bad. But 
yeah, I think it'll be a team that uh, the Gators will enjoy watching. And, you know, this Thursday night we've got the spring game, mm-hmm. 7 o'clock, and I might want to add we've got a fundraiser out on the North Lawn uh, between University Avenue and the stadium, and I'll be there, and it's to raise money for Shan's uh, Pediatric Cancer Center. So the fans can come by, and uh, uh, I think there's a little admission to it, and take some pictures and an autograph or two or something like that. And a bunch of former players. I'm not sure who all is going to be there, uh, but they've invited a bunch of former Gator players. So I'll be there with those guys and hopefully uh, raise a lot of money for the Pediatric Cancer Center here in town. Yeah, it's a good cause. Steve, I appreciate you. Uh, thanks for taking time to do this. Okay, Steve. Good talking to yes, you. Yes, same. Bye-bye. Thank you, Coach. Steve Spurrier, the head ball coach, on his remembrances of the Tampa Bay Bandits. That is, you know, it's funny. The USFL is going to have a former SEC coach um, and a former UF uh, offensive coordinator in the league. So we'll see how it goes. I am not optimistic. I hope it does. I hope it does. But I I thought Coach Burrier said it best that unless you, you can't have individual owners doing different things, especially in a league like this, because teams can fold that fast. So we'll see, you know, what happens. Ten teams, but it's going to be odd. They're going to play all their regular season games in Birmingham, and all the playoff games are going to be held at the Hall of Fame Stadium in Canton. It's going to be kind of odd. That's our first hour. Kevin O'Sullivan will join us at the bottom of the 1 o'clock hour. You can join us as well, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Beat the heat. Here's how to stay cool in hot weather. Buy a boat from Polaris of Gainesville. Tie on a tube. Toss out a lure. Take a cruise. Ranger Boats, known for exceptional performance and unsurpassed design and craftsmanship. Polaris of Gainesville is your one-stop authorized tracker marine dealer for Ranger fiberglass bass boats, aluminum bass boats, pontoon boats, or Ranger's legendary saltwater series. Enjoy the biggest playground on earth. Visit Polaris of Gainesville and take your Ranger boat out to play. Polaris of Gainesville is looking to buy your used power sports vehicle right now. If you have a boat, ATV, side-by-side, jet ski, or motorcycle of any maker model, we're paying top dollar right now. Turn that dust collector into fast cash now at Polaris of Gainesville on Highway 441 between Gainesville and Alachua. Polaris of Gainesville is also hiring. Apply in person or visit PolarisofGainesville.com. Have fungus gnats invaded your potted plants? Control these pests with BTI, the active ingredient in Summit Responsible Solutions, Mosquito Bits. This naturally occurring bacterium kills mosquito larvae, and it also kills fungus gnat larvae in potting soil. Just follow these instructions on the label. Mosquito Bits are harmless to people, plants, and wildlife. Summit Mosquito Bits are available at garden centers, hardware stores, and at SummitResponsibleSolutions.com. Let's be real. Mopping is a hassle. You have to fill the bucket... Pushing a wet, heavy mop around. Then cleaning the mop when you're done so it doesn't grow bacteria. A hassle on top of a hassle. Try Swiffer WetJet. With Swiffer WetJet, you start with a fresh pad and cleaning solution every time. And when you're done, 
You just toss the pad. Slipper Wet Jet, the faster, easier, cleaner way to clean your floors. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome into Hour 2 of Sports Scene for this Monday. Alex going to produce the broadcast today. We thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to talk sports with us. Lots to talk about today, too. Um, Colin Castleton returning to play next year. I think, I would imagine, Gator fans would be, would be pretty happy with that. Um, we'll hear from Gator baseball coach Kevin O'Sullivan, bottom of the 1 o'clock hour, after Gator baseball gets itself together and gets two out of three against Arkansas. And now uh, it's, I don't know what the odds would have been if you would have said to me back in February when Florida and Vanderbilt play baseball in Nashville in April, their SEC records will be five and seven. I would have taken that bet to the house. And I would have lost, obviously, but that's where things sit. Right now, it's been a very odd uh, league first time around. Gators softball trying to avoid being swept by a good Alabama team. You can hear that game here live tonight. We will take your phone calls. Uh, there's other things to talk about as well. I want to talk? Uh, Tony asked a really good question earlier in the hour, and he said. You know, he's a booster. He gives money to various things. And he said, now, now again, this is his choice to do. He's not being asked to do it. He says, I'm giving money to Gator Collective, which is basically, you know, paying the players. So because of that, his thought process is that practices should be more open to people like him who are giving money because he's helping to pay players to, you know, in essence, bring them to campus here. You agree with that or not? Good question. I really think it's a good, good question. So, you want to talk about that? Whatever else is on your mind in sports, 392 8255. And again, the email is uh, srussell at wruf.com. I certainly understand his viewpoint when it comes to that. But I just think. And maybe because I'm old school, because I I know what you're going to tell me. And if you do, you make a point. Do you think there's a difference between opening up a practice to the public versus opening up a practice to the media? In other words, I'm not giving money, right? But the practices this time were open, some of it was open Certain portions of practice were open to the media. Well, no practices were open to the public. And I'm not giving money, and somebody like Tony is. I think in a perfect world, in a perfect world, practices would be open like they used to be. But the world isn't perfect, and the world has changed dramatically from there I I just I I don't know that we'll ever see again practices be open to the public maybe one 
you know, the, I mean, obviously the orange and blue game is, okay, so that's a practice. But in terms of can you just walk in and go to the practice facility and watch a practice, I don't think it's ever going to happen again. Or at least on, a, on any consistent basis. It may be, you know, one or two you can see. But my point all along has been you're paying money to watch your your team play, and more and more shows like this are being used to voice your displeasure when a coach doesn't do the job that you believe he or she should do. So if the coach thinks, for example, I don't hear anybody, nobody calls here and says, well, how come Mike White didn't open up you know, basketball practice. Now, I will tell you, baseball practices were open. When when Kevin O'Sullivan's team was getting, they were open. You go out there and watch them practice. Okay? So, question would be, well, how come you can watch that? Well, look, how many things can you do in baseball that you could put on social media and say a trick play? I mean, you, you could, but there's only so many things you do in that sport. Okay, is there an exotic pickoff move? Is there, I mean, come on, there's not, right? So, yeah, go to practice. But in football, if there's a trick play or so, I mean, it, it's just, it's, it's not apples and apples. Uh, but I'm, I'm interested to see if you agree with what Tony has to say. In the meantime, we'll get to some emails. Uh, David says, uh, softball has three remaining SEC series at Ole Miss, Arkansas and at LSU. Arkansas, LSU, pretty good teams. Uh, thank you for that, David. Patrick um, says softball, almost all their strikeouts are on the outside corner. Seems our girls just seem so far away from the plate. Love Tim and think with a hit there or here, we can still go to the World Series. Well, okay. The World Series is a long way away, and a lot has to happen. This is not, if you heard Tim Walton here last week, this is not a vintage Tim Walton team in terms of long ball. They don't, they don't hit the long ball like they have in the past, so they have to kind of scratch out runs more so than they have in the past. Jerry, welcome to the show. Yeah, just a quick question, Steve. What's to pay, what's to keep? any team, FSU, Alabama, whatever, Georgia, uh, from paying a guy in Gainesville or, or wherever uh, to give money to boosters or for, to this fund, rather, uh, and then have access to our practices. Okay, if you want to go down that road, I, I see what you're saying. Okay. Well, just to Tony's point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought I'm sorry. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay, so that's that. That's all. Okay. All right. Thank you, Jerry. Yeah. I mean – Sometimes when you hear an idea like that, that seems sort of far-fetched in this world we live in now, I don't know how far-fetched it is. D, you're up. How you doing? What's going on, Steve? Good Monday. Mm -hmm. Uh, Talk about uh, Gator basketball and the portal. Um, Obviously, man, news with Castleton is is great. Um, You know, whenever you get – we all know what he produced last year, the last two years – and um, I, I don't know what's going to be the prediction for SEC, you know, first team, second team preseason, but he's 
to me, he's got to be if, – if Sheboy comes back for Kentucky, obviously he's going to take that center spot. But power forward, I think you got to go with Castleton right there. So, uh, And then we get the uh, the kid from uh, Belmont who is uh, it's a pretty good player. I know he was one of the top you know, 10, 15 trans, most wanted transfers. So, uh, you know, right now, Steve, um, you know, I know he's got – you know, Alex Fudge on campus, was on campus this weekend, the athletic forward from uh, LSU that's transferred out. Uh, he's got a couple more guys. I, I, I expect to see uh, get us a couple more guys this week. So uh, I know Golden hasn't coached a game yet, but he's he's filling his roster out pretty nicely, especially with the guys we got coming back. So I think we need a stretch four. I, I, I need we need a big guy that could you know stretch the, the defense out, hit some threes. But if he can get that another point guard, another athletic wing, man, uh, I like where we're going. You know, it, it, it's. Uh... Funny to me, D, to see perspective, right? Most people, I think, would say, great, a transfer from Belmont. Belmont. Well, all I hear now is how good a player this – I'm not saying he's not, okay? Right. But I wonder if Mike White had gotten this transfer from Belmont. <laughs> you know where I'm going. Okay. Yep. So again, I think it's perspective. I think it's, you know, and then does he produce? Because that's the bottom line. I don't care if you're from right. Mars. If you if you transfer in and you produce, you're a genius. If you don't, well, you know, whatever. But but I'm with you. I mean, getting Castleman back. Forget forget his NBA. Forget what he's going to do after college. That is irrelevant. It's irrelevant to this equation. He is going to help. That is one of the best gets for any team in this league because you have a proven player who knows this league back. That is a superlative get. And he's the leader of the team, no no doubt. Um, your senior leader, vocal leader, emotional leader, he's he's everything we need. Um, I don't know if you noticed this, Steve, but um, two, two, two familiar guys, I don't know if you hit on it, uh, Noah Locke and uh, Omar Payne are back in the portal. That's so, right. They did it last week. Yeah, said that last week. Yeah. And I, as I said, when they left here, okay, good kids, but there's reasons right. why they left. Because sometimes, and I'm not knocking them, D, but when you believe you should be the focal point of the offense or you believe the ball should, you know, you should get touches in the paint, whatever that is, right, That that's okay, but is that what you really are? And so I hope they find a place and do well. Right. Last thing, Steve. Now, the Tennessee transfer, the Hatfield kid, that was a surprise. Yeah. Because that's not about playing time. Right. Because he started, he started the last 13 games. So I don't know what's going on there. But, man, uh, that, that was a shocker to me. Yeah. And you know what gets me to it now about these, this sort of boilerplate language? You know, I want to thank Vol Nation uh, I want to thank you. Uh, but with that said, I'm leaving. See you later. It's yeah, just funny how that works. You know, I mean, what's he supposed to say? I hate you. I'm, I, you suck. I believe leaving. No. But it's just funny how these statements now are crafted, and they kind of say the same kind of, you know, thank you, Vol Nation. I, I learned a lot. But you know what? I didn't learn enough because I'm getting my butt out of here. I mean, why can't they just say that? But I guess they can't. Uh, I missed the days where you could just tell the coach you were coming back and that was it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was in the paper yeah. the next day. <laughs> yeah. Be, be good, Steve. All right, D. Thank you. Yeah.
And I get it. I mean, that's the way you should do it. But wouldn't it be refreshing once just to have a kid say, look, thanks for nothing. I didn't really like it here, and uh, I thought I was going to do it, and you didn't give me the ball enough, so I'm leaving to go to wherever. But that's you can't do that, and I understand that. 113, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Donna McKaiser. Gator basketball received excellent news this morning as forward Colin Castleton announced his return to Florida today. During the 2021-2022 season, Castleton averaged 16.2 points, 9 rebounds, and 2.2 blocks per game. On Saturday, the Gators landed Belmont transfer guard Will Richard as Todd Golden assembles his first roster at UF. The Gators come in at number 23 in the latest D1 baseball poll after dropping out last week. Florida went 3-1 this week, including wins over Florida A&M and a series win against Arkansas. The Gators face up against Florida State Tuesday and travel to Nashville to take on Vanderbilt this weekend. The Florida softball team takes on Alabama tonight with live coverage beginning right here at 645. For your Gainesville Sports Center, I'm Donovan Kaiser. Radiant Credit Union has a financing you need for all your outdoor fun. Whether you're fishing the flats, exploring rivers and springs, skiing around the lake, or camping in the great outdoors, Radiant has you covered. Our online application makes applying quick and easy, and our great rates will help you stick to your budget. Get financed for your next boat, RV, jet ski, or ATV at RadiantCU.org slash outdoors. Radiant Credit Union is federally insured by the NCUA. We're all on this planet together. So join Odyssey in counting down to Earth Day. With 21 days to go, here is one thing tip number one. During the spring and summer, hang your clothes outside to dry instead of using the dryer. Not only will you save electricity and money, but your clothes will get that fresh outdoor scent. Join Odyssey, and together, each of us doing one thing makes a greener tomorrow. What's your one thing? Nothing's better than taking to Florida's waterways with family and friends. But some boat operators don't realize that bow riding is extremely dangerous. It can lead to tragic accidents if someone falls overboard because of speed or direction changes. Be sure your passengers sit only in manufacturer-designated areas while underway. Their safety is your responsibility. Safe boating is no accident. To learn more, visit the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission at myfwc.com. Have you ever noticed that when the afternoon light hits your floors, you can see everything, including dust? So much dust. And that poor dust gets kicked up into the air, compromising the quality of air you and your family breathe. Eesh. Swiffer Heavy Duty Sweeper is the fast and easy way to clean your floors with ultra-thick pads that trap and lock dust before it gets in the air. Just a couple minutes a day. And dust is gone. Swiffer Heavy Duty Sweeper. <sighs> Proud partner of the American Lung Association. covered in dirt and chalk. Play ball! We are your home for Gators softball. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. And now... 
more sports scene with Steve Russell here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. BB uh, has a second email, uh, and I'm reading it because it's a different subject. Uh, he says, understands Tony concern, Tony's concern about the collective, and he says it's somewhat comparable to stockholders for a corporation. The stockholders don't, for the most part, get to see or have a say in day-to-day operation, but do get reports and have stockholder meetings where certain aspects may be voted on. The university probably already has something in the works to keep the collective contributors in the loop. All right, we've got about um, 10 minutes left. I do have some emails, but... You want to get a quick call and you can, 392-8255. I don't know a better way to uh, say what I'm about to say. We will not have shows for the rest of the week. I have a, uh, a family situation that I've got to attend to. Uh, it is not a happy one. But as a son, I have to do that, and I'm going to do that. But hopefully this week will be good for Gator sports and sports in general, and uh, we'll come back and do this soon. Bill emails, and uh, he says, (laughs) I I get this a lot. He said, Given where softball and baseball are now, <clears throat> who finishes with the better SEC record? That's a good question. I, if you're forcing me to answer, I would say softball. There's more games played in baseball than softball, um, but so that would have to be a percentage. But I'd still say softball, but we will – find out certainly uh, in the near future. Let's get uh, Dr. Gill here. Dr. Gill, hello. Hi, Steve. Um, I heard your email earlier from, I guess it was Bob, and um, I have to agree with you. That's a little disconcerting for somebody to be uh, following a team that's that's currently uh, in the top eight of the nation in RPI with the fourth toughest schedule like the baseball team is. And you have the, the softball team that I think they're like 30 and 8 or 30 and 9, and he's lamenting their failures. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty ridiculous. But then again, that gives you that Mike White culture uh, of people thinking that uh, you lose one or two games and I'm just going to jump off the bandwagon because they're not winning every single game. It's just, it's really pathetic. But um, I, I, I hope that he was thinking in terms of the way you thought he might be thinking. But um, I've been hearing too many people on your show recently that are uh, just just way off way off the bat on that but getting back to baseball uh, thank you for having Sully on it's always good to hear um, his insights because we do have a lot of avid baseball fans out there and mm-hmm. as I said one thing to to, to realize is that I, I don't really care what D1 baseball says because two guys get together in their basement and decide that they're making a poll um, and then they have Florida State ranked until they finally go five five games over 500 and they lose 13 games and they're finally out of the rankings. Um, I go by the RPI. Uh, there's a, a couple of sites that do live RPI updates. 
um, after games and uh, during the season. And right now, Florida is at seventh in RPI. That is the factor that regionals and national seeds are determined by. And if uh, Florida can just keep their head above water on uh, the next couple of series and get to the end of the year when they have a very, very uh, favorable end-of-year schedule, they're going to be right where we want them to be. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, Gil, that it's solely RPI. Because you can have a good RPI and have a losing record. So it isn't solely that. But I get your point. I mean, if, if you, I'll use your term here, uh, get your head, keep your head above water and your RPI is good, then, yeah, you have a good chance. And I think the other measuring stick is league play, right? We, we've seen teams, you know, if you're 15 and 15, you probably get in. We've seen teams with 14 wins get in, and on a rare occasion, teams with 13 league wins get in. I think that's that's something you also look at when it comes to if you're on the bubble. Right. Well, Florida has probably the best non-conference RPI of anybody in the SEC, so if anybody gets in at 14 and 16 or 13 and 17, it'll be Florida. But, sure. you know, we're, we're, we're getting into that point of evaluating, you know, who's good and who's bad three or four weekends into the series when with the unbalanced schedule, it really depends on who you played. Because, you know, Arkansas came in here number two in the nation, and I said, you know, they really haven't played the upper echelon of teams in the SEC yet. You know, they didn't play Tennessee. They didn't play Vanderbilt. Um, they played Missouri. They played Kentucky. And it's, it's, it's not as difficult to come in at 6-3, and 7-2 and two with that schedule than what some of the other teams have played. Not to mention the fact that when you, when you evaluate the teams on odd-numbered weekends, uh, there's teams that have played three more home games than road games, and then there's others that have played three more road games than home games. So um, this is a good time to at least have a, a good uh, evaluation because I think pretty much all the teams have played 6-6 six and six home and away so far. And, you know, obviously Florida had two games they let get away or the way they could have been seven and five instead of five and seven. But be that as it may, uh, Vanderbilt, you know, it's going to always be tough up there, but they do not look as as daunting uh, as they had been in past years. And then Tennessee is going to be a real tough one down here. But then, you know, you've got Mississippi State, Missouri, Kentucky, South Carolina is not good. Uh, and that's the team I'd love to be at home for for the last three games of the season if I need a couple of wins. So um, Bob's maybe jumping the gun a little bit on this team because we still got, like you said, over 25 games to go in the regular season. And I, I really do hope that we don't forget about Florida State tomorrow because winning that series would be great again also. Yep. All right. Thank you, Gil. Appreciate you, man. Right, thanks. Yep. Thank you for your call. 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Uh, Let's uh, get a, a couple of last emails here. Uh, Andrew um, says, I love Castleton coming back. I love the start Golden has uh, gotten off to. Do you think the team can make the NCAA tournament its first year? That's so hard to say until you see the roster make up, right? Because Florida was not terribly far I mean let's face it they were nine and nine in the league so it isn't like they were you know four and 14 in the league and have you know a big hill to climb and remember look at LSU I mean LSU's team was 
decimated because of what happened with them. So, yeah, who knows? Lou will be our final caller. Lou, hello. Good afternoon, Steve. I just want to be real quick on a couple baseball mechanics. You're a baseball coach, and uh, I've coached a little bit in my day. Concern about two areas. One is base running for the University of Florida. The, the, the Derek Fabian, I think it was the eighth inning, line drive to center field, and Rivera starts dancing away from the bag. I mean, that's got to be an automatic get on the base and let's go. It, it could have been a disaster. In my opinion, that could have been that could have been really a problem. Your thoughts on that, and do you remember the play? Yeah, uh, you know, sometimes I, I agree with you. Sometimes, though, you know, you think the ball is going to. Here's the dilemma: you think the ball might drop. You want to get a good jump, right? And then, uh oh, it's not. And then, so now I should have tagged up, and now, uh, so that sometimes you can get kind of caught in no man's land. But I hear what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, I, I would kind of want to err on the side of uh, him making the catch so you can so you can get in pretty easy. But I, I hear your point. I never didn't think about it like that. But yeah, I could see as a runner you could get a little issue there. But I still think you could probably score. But that's just my opinion. The second thing on the one six three double play, uh, I've watched two. Now we've had two situations in the last couple three games. Uh, the pitcher not not uh, le- uh, giving a good feed to the uh, shortstop coming across, and I, I just think that our mechanics a little bit are a little loose there. The uh, maybe a little lackadaisical, maybe standing straight up instead of delivering the ball on uh, you know twelve inches to the right side of the bag. Uh, have you given him much thought to that that we should have completed those uh, comebackers? That one is a lot harder. In a, in a judgment, There's two view. of them now. I mean, because look, one in center field, right? Yeah. Yes. Well, that one was okay. The the one with Manning, you mean? Yes, sir. Oh yeah, that yes, was airmailed. You know, that was UPS. Yeah. That you know it was. But some, you know, having pitched, I can tell you, you practice that all the time. But you get in a game situation. You know, do you rush a little bit? Do you slip a little bit? Do you? I mean, there's a lot of. I, I again, yes, to your to your point, they're yeah. not perfect, and you know, big leaders throw them I away once in a while yeah. too. But I get your point. Yeah, I know, I know. I just thought they're a little bit loose on their mechanics instead of saying little fucked and getting delivering the ball like they're supposed to. But that's just too fun. I don't mean to be negative here on a great weekend, but. I just wanted to talk some baseball. I ain't nobody around here to talk with, Steve. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right, thanks. <laughs> I needed that. I needed that more than you know. Uh, thank you for that. Um, and thank you for um, all the emails uh, concerning the uh, the family situation. Um, I just want to kind of keep that private, but it's because there's no, I mean, you don't need to know that, but I just wanted to explain why I was not going to be here. I'm I'm not sick. I'm fine, um, but um, you know we'll get through this. Uh, thanks to Gator baseball coach Kevin O'Sullivan today uh, for being with us. The head ball coach Steve Spurrier too, and um, we thank you for tuning in and listening. You're listening to Sports Scene on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8:50 AM, WYUF. I'm Steve Russell. Enjoy the rest of your day.
WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. The Billy Napier era begins in three days. Blue one, one, blue one, blue. The annual Orange and Blue Game. This Thursday night at 7.30 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Longer days, warmer weather. This is the time of year you need to be enjoying life without joint pain. Time to call QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics is helping people here and all over America get real lasting pain relief. They use highly concentrated cutting edge natural biologic treatments that can restore and repair damaged joint tissue, getting to the root of the pain. It's life changing. You can get back to moving like you used to with no drugs, no surgery, and no downtime. If you have nagging pain in your knees, hips, shoulder, or back, and you're done with steroids and pain meds, call QC Kinetics. And if they're telling you surgery is your next option don't do it call qc kinetics for a free consultation and free second opinion learn more about these amazing natural biologic treatments enjoy this time of year doing what you love call the local medical professionals at qc kinetics now now with offices in ocala and the villages 352-400-4550 that's 352-400-4550 hey folks it's steve russell Leave it up to my friend and trusted realtor, Scott Caldwell, owner of your home sold guaranteed realty, to come up with a program exclusively for his sellers that allows you to trade in your current home so you can buy your dream home worry-free. With fewer homes on the market than ever before, buyers often have to make their best offer. If you have a house to sell, most of those offers don't get accepted. Never experience the hassle of trying to sell and buy at the same time or the risk and hassle of owning two homes. With Scott Caldwell's trade-in and trade-up program, sellers never find themselves stuck and they can move at their pace and on their timeline. That's because Scott already has the buyers, thousands of them, creating higher demand and multiple offers, which means more money for you. Trade in and trade up with Scott Caldwell. This program is perfect for you. Learn more. Call 352-209-0000, 352-209-0000, or visit CaldwellHasTheBuyers.com. Hey, folks, it's Steve Russell. You know I've been telling you for a long time now about my friends at Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries in Gainesville. Well, this month, a brand new milkshake. You know how good their milkshakes are. It's the Unicorn Shake, an explosion of magical flavors. If you're in a hurry, you can order ahead at DickMondells.com for a quick pickup. Also, Dick Mondells is hiring new team members looking for competitive pay and flexible hours. Contact jobs at DickMondells.com. Dick Mondells, burgers and fries, great food and great shakes, too. That it is just the beginning. That's it for your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Jenica Clairvaux. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Jenica Clairvaux. Following the series win over number two Arkansas over the weekend, Florida right-handed reliever Blake Purnell has been honored as the SEC Co-Freshman of the Week. Purnell was a key factor in Florida capturing the series over the Razorbacks by tossing six innings in his three appearances. In Florida softball, after dropping two games in the series against Alabama over the weekend, the Gators look for redemption, to redemption tonight in Gainesville. Game time is at 7, but live coverage will be right here starting at 645. And finally, after the big announcement that Florida basketball's leading scorer Colin Castleton will be returning for, for another season, 
newly hired head coach Todd Golden took to social media to express his excitement for his return, saying that his... This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and everywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Welcome back. Kevin O'Sullivan, Gator baseball coach, will join us here momentarily. Another big week for the Gators. Uh, the way their schedule is, it's an amazing schedule. They'll play in Tallahassee tomorrow, facing FSU, and then going to Nashville for the weekend to take on Vanderbilt. Let's bring Sully in to talk to us now. Sully, what's up, man? Thanks for doing this. Absolutely. Um, congratulations on the weekend, Sully. I, I, I know uh, I, I saw where you said, you know, after that first game, you had a, you know, a soul-searching talk with your team, and, and they responded really well. What were some of the keys to getting those last couple of wins and getting back on track here? Well, I think I think it all started with Brandon Sproat on Friday with his start, and that's arguably the best start he's had all year long. I know he threw really well down at Miami, and I thought he threw really well at Georgia, but you know, with the emphasis of these weekends and how, you know, how important they are, you know, he got us off to a really good start, like I said, on, on, on Friday, and it kind of carried over. You know, one of the things that's – you have a young pitching staff, and I think sometimes, you know, fans don't understand that. It is a young group, and sometimes it takes time for young guys to develop. Well, Slater, Neely here, they're starting to pitch a lot better. If they continue that – uh, transformation or their their continuation so that's got to be good news for you it, it, it is and you know it just does take some time I, you know we all hope and you know, hope that things will come together a little bit quicker than they than they normally do but you know they're talented but they are young and um you know we won you know a weekend series against a really good team with none of our starters going six innings um and i think you know with with brandon throwing three really good innings um on Saturday, obviously, you know, the fourth inning got away from him, but Slater came in and did what he needed to do. Blake Purnell was incredible the entire weekend. And, you know, we we're talking to the staff this morning. You know, we I don't recall a weekend that, you know, that Barco's been on his game and Brandon Sproke's been on his A game. You know, so if we could get those guys to throw consistently good, you know, on the same weekend, I think we have a chance to be as good as anybody. You mentioned Blake Purnell. And I think sometimes, you know, that the job that relief guys do or young pitchers do gets taken for granted. I mean, he's a red shirt. He pitched in every game, you know, in this series. Discuss his development and what's gotten him to this point, Sully. Well, it's been a, it's been an interesting story. Like you said, we dropped him down in the fall, and you know, he's continued to get better. Obviously, he's he's really good on right-handed hitters, and you can see when we bring him in. The other team seems to, you know, pinch hit lefties against him, but he's been able to throw that fastball in on lefties to get him off the, the sinker away, and he's done a much better job versus left-handed hitters. And, you know, we were talking about this morning as well, it kind of reminds us of Connor Falkenback wow, uh, yeah. back in the day, you know, who I think he threw 51, in, uh, 51 games one year and had 90-plus innings, and not saying that Blake's going to do that, but he kind of reminds us of him and what he was able to do for that staff. Uh, from a hitting standpoint, uh, certainly you had to be pretty pleased with the way you, you swung it uh, last Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So as you look back offensively, what did you see? Well, I, I, Thursday night was disappointing. Um, 
And then, you know, uh, but obviously Friday and Saturday was one of us really good. Um, our top five is are, are really good, and you know, Kenny gives us some really solid at bats in the sixth hole, and you know, Josh can be up and down at times, but he certainly has shown that he could. You know, he could do some different things, like the game on Saturday, laid down a drag bunt, and kind of got the hole inning opened up for us. Um, and then obviously Derek, you know, hitting in the nine hole, you know, that was that was as good or as an important at bat that he's probably had all year long, mm-hmm. with two strikes with, with with Josh at third in the tie ball game, and you know he stayed on a pitch, hit center field, and didn't try to you know do too much with it, but you know he had two strikes, and everybody in the ballpark knew how important that that run was at third at that point of the game, so. You know, I like our lineup. I do. And I, like I said, I think we're really close on the mound. Obviously, we've got some really challenging weekends coming up. But, you know, if we can get Abner going a little bit more, you, you mentioned Neely and Slater. You know, if we can get to a point where we have seven or eight quality arms or arms we trust, then I, got, I think we've got a chance to play, you know, play with anybody. And you kind of mentioned this. And, you know, I, I've seen some games, Sully, and, I, and I, don't, I don't follow everybody every week, but – you know, starting pitchers sometimes aren't going as long because the pitch count gets up to 90 or 100 in a hurry. But if you get improvement there as well and your starters stay on the mound longer and are effective, that's got to help too. Well, everything's a domino effect. You know, if, if Hunter goes out on Friday nights and he could pitch into this, you know, sixth or seventh inning, it, it just seems like we're one inning off. Yeah. So instead of using Slater for three innings, you know, on a Friday night, or, or three and some, you know, three and some change, then we 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 don't have the ability to bring him back on Sunday, the third game. But if we could get our starters to go six or seven innings, and they're certainly capable, they've both done it, and we can start doing it consistently, um, week in and week out, then that's going to take a lot of pressure off our bullpen, and certainly puts us in a much better position on 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 the third game of the series. You know, one thing I want to ask, by the way, our guest, uh, Gator baseball coach Kevin O'Sullivan, here joining us live on Sports Scene. So like we saw Alabama opening week, and they're seven and five in the SEC. And you know Mississippi State is four and eight. Ole Miss is four and eight. Vanderbilt, you know, there's some teams that are normally you know atop the standings. But that just doesn't it go to show you how tough and strong this league is, top to bottom. It is. It's very competitive, and that's you know the main message we were trying to tell our players too when we after the weekend we had at Georgia is that I mean we've got a long way to go in this thing. And all it takes is a couple weekends to get this thing turned around. And obviously this past weekend was, was when we were able to get a, a series win. Um, and then obviously we got to go to Tallahassee tomorrow, which doesn't get any easier. And then we travel to Vanderbilt this weekend. And it's always been difficult to play up there traditionally. But, you know, we play a really difficult schedule. I think it's going to prepare us down the second half of the season. But as far as going back to your question about the teams in the league, I mean, there's, there's there's a long way to go. You and I could be talking here in three or four weeks, and it, and it totally flips itself. So yep. you just never know. You, and and you, all you can do is keep working hard and play the games. Sully, you know, at, at times you've talked about the dugout and maybe not being as vocal as you want it. Is that better now? Yeah, and it's not even so much being vocal. It's being engaged in the game. There you go. You know, um, you know what I mean? Just paying attention, you know, guys knowing, you know, or thinking ahead that, you know, Sully might use me as a pinch runner at this situation um, or a pinch hitter in this situation. Um, but just staying engaged. And you even see it at the big league level. You know, teams that are going good, you know, everybody's come up with their new things they're doing in dugouts after home runs and stuff. So you try to make it as fun as you possibly can for them and give them some rope. But it seems that at times when we struggled or we fell behind, 
it's almost like the game is over. And like on Saturday, we spoke to the team, you know, after the seventh, after they hit the home run to tie it. You, I mean, you can almost immediately feel the dugout like we were that we were behind, and we got them all together. It's like hey, we have a tie ball game here, and we got two more bats at this thing. So, you know, let's get into this thing, score a run. You know, we'll have Blake go out there and finish the game for us. And that's sure enough, we end up scoring two, which was obviously big for us at that point. But you know, just constantly trying to keep these guys engaged. Well, they were engaged, taking two out of three against Arkansas. Big week for the Gators this week at Tallahassee tomorrow and then uh, going to Vanderbilt uh, to face them, the Commodores, for three. Sully, good weekend. Congratulations, and we will see you and talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Steve. You got it, Sully. Thank you. Kevin O'Sullivan, Gator baseball coach, joining us here live on Sports Scene. That, I'm going to tell you, I'm not saying this is going to be the case because, Lord, as he said, there's a long way to go. Sometimes, though, you can look back on a season – and say, this was the weekend that turned it around. I'm hoping that's the case in a month from now when we're looking at this and saying, boy, you know, losing the first game of the series against Arkansas, who I think had won 13 straight SEC series, and then coming back to take the series, you know, maybe we can look back in June and say, this was the turning point of the season. We will see. All right, the rest of the day, it's us, 392-8255, and uh, you can email srussell at wruf.com. If you weren't listening in the first hour, though, I'm going to repeat something I said um, then about the league, okay? Alabama in the first weekend of the year, did not look good against Florida. And yet Alabama sits 7-5 and five in the SEC. 7-5. and five. So I'm just telling you, you can't judge by one weekend. You can't judge, you know, because look, you heard Sully say it too. We could be talking here, you know, three weeks from now, and this be a totally different scenario than what it is now. And that's not necessarily, you know, a bad thing. I'm going to go, I'll tell you this again. There's only two teams in the SEC East that have winning conference records. And that's because Tennessee has been so dominant. They're 31 and 1. And you know what? If they don't get to Omaha now, I mean, given that, it's a 56-game schedule, so they played 32, they played more than half their games, and they're 31-1. and Arkansas has the next best record overall at 23-7, and and Georgia, give them credit, 24-8. and But it just... It's incredible that Vanderbilt's five and seven, Ole Miss is four and eight, and Mississippi State's four and eight in the SEC. But that's how competitive the league is, and this week, um, it's going to be LSU at Arkansas. LSU seven and five in the league. Arkansas is eight and four. Auburn plays at Mississippi State. Uh, the way Mississippi State's playing, 
Can Auburn take two there? A&M's at Georgia, and A&M is 6-6. Six and six. They're not terrible with a first-year coach. Ole Miss plays at South Carolina. Both those teams are 4-8 and eight in the league. Alabama is at Tennessee. Can they stop Tennessee's buzzsaw? And then, you know, Florida plays Vanderbilt. I'm telling you, being in this league is a lot of fun. You get to see great games. 143, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WAUF. We are your home for Tampa Bay Rays baseball. You're listening to ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world with the WRUF radio app. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Jay, what's your biggest takeaway from the Masters? That Tiger Woods, the five-time master champion, will never win another major again, in my opinion. I will bet on that. But I don't think I look at that as a failure. Him coming back was the success story within itself. Him making the cut and participating and finishing 42nd is success within itself. He, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. After a breezy, warm and sunny afternoon, this evening is looking quite enjoyable as well. We'll start off with mostly clear skies. Temperatures cooling to the mid to upper 50s by tomorrow morning, so not as bad as it was this morning. Tomorrow afternoon turning even warmer. Highs should get to the mid-80s under sunny skies. That's the case on Wednesday. Then our chance for showers rises Thursday through the weekend. In the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Everyone loves shopping online. Well, I'm going to tell you what I tell my golf buddies when they buy clubs. Stop searching for coupon codes. Download Capital One Shopping to your computer. Capital One Shopping instantly searches for available coupon codes and automatically applies them at checkout. Plus, it's free, and you don't even need a Capital One card to use it. That's like hitting a hole in one without even trying. Capital One Shopping. It's kind of genius. What's in your wallet? Savings and available coupons vary. With PatriotSoftware.com Accounting and payroll Keep your time and money Oh, 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 oh Easy to learn, easy to use Small business software tailored just for you With PatriotSoftware.com Tree Service has been voted Our Town Magazine's favorite local tree company for 2020, as well as the Newberry Business Hall of Fame for the third year in a row. Call us today for a free estimate. And remember, at Daughtry Tree Service, there's no tree too tall. We do them all. Dave Ray's Automotive. We get the bugs out of your car. Who can you trust with your automobile these days? Hey, it's Steve Russell. As you drive around town, you'll see a lot of auto repair shop chain stores. Every time you go in there, there's a new person behind the counter with the same old song and dance, presenting you with a long list of expensive repairs. If you're tired of that type of treatment, do what I and thousands of families have done since 1975. Trust Dave Mays Automotive. Dave Mays Automotive is family-owned and operated, and you can tell because they treat their customers like family. No long list of surprises. In fact, their famous bug checks designed to prevent surprises. They do it all. They'll take care of your entire vehicle. Dave Mays Automotive is located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind Sunny's on Waldo Road. Trust Dave Mays Automotive. They'll get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive. 
College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. This is Gatorhead football coach Billy Napier, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. By the way, Blake Purnell... Pitcher, SEC co-freshman of the week. Pitched in all three games against Arkansas. Uh, did well. Kevin O'Sullivan's going to join us at the bottom of the hour to talk about him and uh, his team and where they go from here. But in the meantime, uh, we'll hear from you. 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Interesting uh, email here from Bob. And here's what he says. An avid Gator sports fan of all Gator sports, after a frustrating football and basketball season, I was so looking forward for the high-ranking baseball and softball teams this year. It seems that the frustration continues and that neither have backed their initial rankings. It's apparent Coach Walton doesn't accept the premise that doing the same thing over and over can result in a different action and that against FSU and Alabama, he takes out his starting pitcher, who's doing well, and puts in Lugo, who gives up the game-winning homer in both games. Baseball leaning on young pitchers for their success, and that's their undoing at this stage. But I can now appreciate gymnastics and tennis teams. Go Gators. Bob, I hope what I'm going to say here does not offend, because I'm not trying to do that. Let me just preface by saying this, okay? But I guess in what you're saying, and I'll use your word, I can now appreciate your word, appreciate the gymnastics and tennis teams. Why do you appreciate them? Because they're winning big? So is that, as a fan, the the appreciation you have of only teams that win big? I would question the fan then. And as far as what Walton does, that's done in baseball quite a bit. When you know a starting pitcher goes seven innings and pitches great, and then a, the, the closer comes in and blows the game. Well, that's what the closer does. Tim Walton knows his team better than you and knows his team better than me. And so... You know, and once again, you have to give credit every once in a while to the other team that coaches, that recruits, whose players play. I guess I've just, in my in my older age, have come to appreciate the effort. Of course, do I want the Mets and the Jets to win? Of course I do. But I don't unappreciate them and appreciate the teams that win. That's that that's pretty rough for me. Caleb says, after watching the Masters, I was pleased to see Billy Horschel make it to Sunday and shoot as well as he did. It's really awesome continuing to see him represent Florida with his Gator bag. Looking into your crystal ball, do you foresee a future Gator golfer playing on the tour 
anytime soon, oh God. That is, I, I can't answer that, honestly. Uh, I don't follow Gator Golf uh, religiously, to be quite frank. Um, and the fact that there was only, you know, one Gator in the Masters. Uh, but it was interesting that, you know, the head dude at the Masters is Fred Ridley, who is a Gator. And, of course, Andy North uh, helping on the coverage as well. He's a Gator, too. So the Gators were represented off the golf course uh, in this one. 3928255, email srussell at wruf.com. Henry is with us. Henry, hello. Hi, Steve. Hey, um, I was just listening to that, uh, your last comments. And, you know, I, I end up listening to the tailgater a lot because I'm driving around in between Home Depot and the jobs and getting done with the day at, you know, four to six. And, mm-hmm. you know, I just really think it's a little unfair to these college kids, especially the ones, you know, who don't have any hope of getting into this NIL stuff and they're thoroughly amateurs to to have this, like, you know, disappointment if they don't do spectacularly well. Yeah, I, I don't, and, and, and once again, I, I'm not hating on that email, or I'm not trying to do that at all, but I, I'm just using his words when, he's, he, when he said, now I can appreciate Gator Gymnastics, and maybe he just means appreciate their excellence, appreciate how well they're doing. Okay, I, I'll do that, but if a team isn't doing well, I still appreciate the effort they're putting in. I still appreciate, you know, what the coaches are trying to do. Now, is it is it a fact that if you don't do well enough, you get fired? Sure, that that's part of what athletics is. I I, I understand that too. All right, and um, I was uh, watching the Mets uh, beat the Nationals the other night, and uh, you know, it seems like. Um, you know, of course, time will tell, but it seems like, uh, you know, this um, owner, you know, being willing to spend some money is that it might have produced something. But uh, we haven't seen what their relief pitchers are like because their starting pitcher was so good the other night. I think Buck Showalter is going to make a difference in the dugout, too. Right. But you're right. Time okay. will tell. But at least they're off to a 3-1 and one start. Which is usually right. not the case with the Mets. So, um, well, I, I, I take that back. They got off great last year, and boy, they faded like a, you know, a, a soaked pair of jeans at the end of the year. So, we'll see how they fare. I, I okay. still have the 1969 as a treasured childhood memory. Well, that won't ever go I away, in, will it? I was, I was in New Jersey and watching, um. Mets games on one of the three black and white channels we got. Yep. Uh, practically every game that was on. So, um, all right, get Steve. Okay. Uh, go Gators. Thank you, Henry. Um, let's get to uh, John. John, welcome. Hi, Steve. Um, on the softball, that's all, you know, whether to pull the pitcher is all about statistics. How many times have they faced that batter? You know, the third time, fourth time through the lineup, what are the chances they're going to time the pitcher up? Is the pitcher going to pitch in the next game in softball so they don't want everyone to see him another time? Um, it's not just, oh, she's doing great. She's going to do the same thing to these batters. Now they've seen her three times. You know what I mean? It's 
it's statistics, and the coach knows that. He's got that in his head. Well, look, what happens in the big leagues, as I said earlier, John, if you if your starting pitcher has pitched well and he's thrown, I don't know, 100 pitches and you take him out and you bring in the setup guy and he blows the lead. Well, he shouldn't have put him in the game. Well, okay, but that's what coaches, managers get paid for and they know their teams better than I know them. And to your point, sometimes it's matchup. You know, they understand what success pitcher X has against batter Y. Do you want to see him for a third time or a fourth time? All that plays into what they do, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, and you hope that if you're any good, it works the majority of the time. Yeah, and I hope when people complain, they ask themselves, had they left the pitcher in and they racked him and lost, would they be saying you should have put the closer in of course. Yeah, you got yeah, you got to ask yourself that question. Um, and I, I have one other quick thing, and I, I can't listen on the – or I'll just listen on the air. Did, In your opinion, when they hired away Mike White, were they communicating with him prior to the season being over? Meaning, meaning was there a legal communication in no, order for him I, to I would say that no. quickly? I would say no. I would say what no. What about with – Okay. Okay. And, All right. And Thanks. the reason why I say that, I mean, you, I mean, look, I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that media finds everything out because I'm not naive enough to think that. But I think it did surprise people because of the rapid way it happened. Mm-hmm. But I just think Coach White was ready to get out of here. And I think Georgia made him an offer. It's in the SEC. You know, it's not that far away. And so it happened quickly. You don't often see that, and I think that's why, because normally it, you know, you interview a lot of different people, blah, 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 but Georgia wanted somebody with SEC experience, and they got him, and that's why I think it was so quick. Okay. All right, Steve. Take care, buddy. Okay, John. Thank you. 127 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Kevin O'Sullivan, Gator Baseball Coach, joins us next, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. We are your home for Florida Gators softball. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators.